Welcome to Elementor Talks, the podcast that connects marketing, design, and development experts, helping you to build better websites. Charles O is an active community member of Elementor and co-founder of Sprouted Web, which provides 24/7 WordPress support. Charles is passionate about traveling and experiencing new cultures and learning new coding frameworks and digital trends. In his free time, he enjoys translating for WordPress.org and now Elementor as well. In our podcast, he tells us how bartending changed his perspective on life and eventually led him back to the digital world and explains how Elementor saved his team thousands of working hours. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Elementor Talks. And today we have a special guest, someone from our own community, Charles O. Welcome, Charles. Hi, thanks, Ben. How are you today? I'm doing great and uh, really an honor to be Uh, talking to you and actually uh, being on this podcast. I've been a fan for a while and I've been using Elementor since you guys have come out. <laughs> yeah, so I want to say how uh, I came to, to, uh, to request this interview. So you created a one-hour uh, really in-depth tutorial about speeding up uh, the site and uh, if you're using Elementor. And that's, it, this got a huge reaction from our community and uh, really exploded. Yeah, you know what? That video was actually one of the first that I actually have ever made. Um, and it's all started when uh, I just noticed being part of the community every day. Um, there's at least five or six times where someone asks a website performance question. And a lot of times, you know, for one reason or another, that, that uh, particular question isn't answered thoroughly. Um, or it gets, um, you know, it may not necessarily be elements related either. Uh, it may be more of a hosting related question. And so I, I did a little research and, you know, um, through my website uh, and my company is brought a web, we do uh, lots of performance optimizations with uh, WordPress sites. And this is a topic that we talk to clients with every day. Yeah. And, um, so we looked to YouTube and we wanted to find and do some research into the subject matter. And there's so much content out there and there's a lot of videos that cover the same technique and, Uh, for other builders as well and I wanted to just to cover something that was very elementary specific and when I look at testing different themes and builders I take a keen eye to not only the um, the framework itself and its capabilities but how lightweight it is uh, and I'm a big fan of elementary so I wanted to show you know everyone some benchmarks and uh, answer a very basic question you know how to run a performance scan and how to look at a GT metrics chart and how to interpret that yeah So we'll link to it to the video uh, in the show description, of course. Uh, and it's really a confusing topic for a lot of users. I think part of the reason is because there's a lot of content and it, that, that can be confusing and also to pinpoint the exact cause. So as you mentioned, there's hosting, there's themes, there's plugins, and, and uh, users uh, get confused and don't know who's the culprit uh, sometimes. And yeah. they can... It, it might just be, you know, uploading two big uh, images that are just too big. And the, the fact of the matter is, is you can focus on optimizing one part, but uh, the, the problem may stem from a whole other area of your, your site. And uh, that's why I think the analysis before you go into the solution is, is crucial here. Absolutely. And with WordPress, especially nowadays, it's very easy to install tons of plugins on a site 
And I think everyone here is guilty of it. I probably own almost, I don't know, 80% of the work and, you know, premium WordPress plugins out there right now. And new products come out all the time and, and new features come out all the time. And your website itself evolves over time. And it's very easy, especially with older websites, to not even think about older plugins that I may not need anymore because now the theme actually has that feature built into it or that, you know, page builder like Elementor has that built into it. You, you know that uh, show tidying up with uh, Marie Kondo? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe we should do this uh, for, for your site. plugins on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Does it spark joy, this plugin? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I know a lot of uh, plugins that uh, definitely don't spark joy. And uh, yeah, minimalism in, in uh, plugin design is certainly something important. Uh, but but let's let's tell us a bit more about Sprouted Web and how it how you got started and uh, how it all came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my journey with WordPress in general, uh, it started when I was a little kid. So I was in a military family and I grew up in the South. And as a Korean kid in the 90s in Mississippi, that was kind of a weird moment. Um, so I spent a lot of time just to myself and learning um, how to program and build websites. And I was really into computers at this time. And this was, at this particular moment, we're talking like late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. So this is before WordPress even came out. And during this particular time, we had front page, you know? And so we were building everything out with that. And I made my first website as like a 12 year old. And looking back on it, it was cute. You know, it was just like a little RSS feeder. You know, I was just literally pulling in content uh, that I thought was interesting into a thing. It was just for me. I just, I was able to go to this page and uh, it had all the news that I was interested in on one page. News or, or TV shows or? Uh, uh, it was a little, yeah, it was mainly news. Um, you know, I was really into gaming and magic the gathering in this particular time of my life. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd pull in different nerdy stats and stuff like that into it, but it was my first foray into the world of programming. And I remember as, you know, a young kid, you know, I was so excited about discovering Apache and installing a subfolder on my desktop and realizing I could have a website stored in there, right? Um, this was like mind-blowing to me at the time. And, you know, fast forward in the future a bit, uh, you know, I come to Boulder and um, I needed to take a break from the corporate world. I was doing a lot of SEO mm -hmm. at the time and um, I wasn't necessarily a web designer. I wasn't really a developer at this moment in time. I just, I knew how to make websites um, and WordPress to come out and I was always entrepreneurial minded. So I always use WordPress as a means for my business. So I would do my own website. I would do my own SEO uh -huh. and I didn't really think about doing it for other clients at the time. Um, it was just for my own thing. And, uh, you know, so then I got into the world of SEO, you know, I worked with a couple of, uh, you know, large companies and I kind of got burnt out with the cubicle life. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I felt like I was way too young to be stuck in a cubicle 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and so I said, screw it. You know what? I'm going to go to a bar here in Boulder and have a nice cocktail and just really evaluate, you know, what I really wanted to do as the next stage of my life. And, um, I remember looking at the bartender and he's dressed all nice and sharp and knew all about scotch and whiskey. And I was like, that'd be a cool skill to have. I would love to learn more about scotch and whiskey and all that. So I decided to become a bartender. Oh, that's and, spontaneous. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was the biggest transition of my life because it went from not really being a social person because I was always working in a cubicle and looking at analytics and researching keywords and all this. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just you get stuck with this, you know, 
this cycle routine. And now I'm all of a sudden meeting people from all over the world. I'm talking to people from all these different startup companies and uh, just, you know, it was a different social situation for me altogether. But, you know, it turned out to be one of the best learning experiences of my life and talking to so many people and from all walks of life, uh, just listening to them over, you know, them having a cocktail and just listening to their stories was very inspiring. And um, 10 years later, I decided, you know what, this was a fun ride. I'm going to go ahead and look into getting back into websites uh, because the market's so different now. That, um, that was what year was that? This was actually like not even two years ago. <laughs> this was like a year and a half ago. This was super recent. And I'd always been working with websites. I've been working with Elementor the whole time and uh, just working on some side projects for some friends that had their own business here in town. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until just listening to their needs as clients and um, the struggles that they go through. And it wasn't until I heard the same story a hundred times over, I realized, you know, I kind of finally found out the direction that we wanted to go with our our company uh, and originally we started off as you know doing full websites full website designs and we try to do a little bit of everything um, you told me there's uh, you're uh, six people in the team yeah yeah so yes. are, are you the sole founder or is this a partnership no, no yeah so uh, this company was started by myself and my girlfriend Monica uh, who's also from the service industry and we kind of met through that and it was funny because, you know, we, we got together and we just started working on a, one project. It was for a client that I had here in town. Mm -hmm. And just watching her learn, you know, and get used to WordPress and how to work with it. It taught me a lot about exactly where the weak points in WordPress are and how to learn it and the struggles of some business owners in general. And uh, I wanted to see what I could do to kind of help that. At this particular time, since we were just doing website designs, we slowly got requests to do logo designs and which led into doing marketing for people and all this other stuff. And, uh, we were spread too thin, you know, we were really trying to make that decision of, do we, you know, charge a lot for, you know, these projects and go high end or do we try to go quantity and make smaller, uh, easier to consume packages for clients and, you know, not do the 10, $20,000 contracts, but, you know, focus on the smaller businesses. That was a hard decision. And ultimately, when we were looking at the market and where it was shifting to, we were trying to figure out what our identity was at this time. And this was November of last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then December rolled around. And uh, I think I mentioned to you, WordPress 5.0 came out and I woke up and our live chat, and we already had this feature for a lot of our clients. We were always wanting to provide the top end support. So when we developed a website for a client, we didn't just fill, you know, leave them hanging. They had access to 24 seven WordPress support through their chat. And this was on our website. And it was like December 3rd or 5th around there. And I woke up, my live chat was just dinging, 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 dinging. And we had like a hundred people in the queue. And I'd realized, holy crap, WordPress actually 5.0 just rolled out and there's a lot of sites that are going down. And when I was talking to every single one of these people, uh, as many of them as I could that day, you know, I just heard all the different ways that their sites were crashing, uh, whether it was their hosting side, whether um, their website was out of date with PHP and then they just got ramped up to 5.0 and it crashed. But ultimately what it boiled down to is um, this was in December. So holiday season, they couldn't get in contact with their developers. Mm. Um, a lot of them had websites that had been up for years and they haven't even chatted with their web developer in years. 
uh, and they didn't really have anyone to turn to. And so they started finding us online and uh, chatting with us. And that, it was in that moment we had realized kind of our calling as a company. We said, all right, well, this is a, a big signal from the market of what's needed right now. People need support. People need a way just to have someone to talk to. That's an experienced WordPress developer to answer some super basic you know, questions a lot of times. And um, in a way, this kind of solved a lot of issues that we we're trying to solve as a management team. We we're thinking about what type of content do we generate? Uh, you know, like we got tired yeah. of answering the same question over and over again, which naturally led to a knowledge base, uh, which, you know, it, it kind of, it drastically increased our website traffic. And so then we had to really rethink how we did a lot of things. I think it's, it's hard, a hard thing to grasp, but it's a huge business. I mean, people usually think about, okay, will I build a website? Will I be a marketer? Uh, will I be a developer? But actually offering care packages and offering uh, support and help and maintenance is a huge industry that, uh, that few are uh, tapping. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's a new market that even really now it's, it's a new, but it's like on the, the, like the tipping point because, um, 10 years ago, you didn't necessarily need to, there weren't as many plugins out there. There weren't as, you know, many permutations of WordPress out there. And so with that comes a number of issues that can happen. And I think WordPress 5.0, that massive shift away from PHP 5.6, when that got um, discontinued, that was a wake-up call. Uh, it, it was one of these moments where even as a design agency, you may have had clients contact you from years ago saying, hey, my website crashed. And as a design-based agency, you may not be prepared for uh, how to solve that issue. So a lot of our clients are actually agency owners and designers and developers where they're great at design. Mm. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm horrible at design. I'm great at coding. Um, I'm great at analytics. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you look at one of our other community members, Sylvia Rodin, and the stuff that she posts, like, it blows my mind. She, like, bends what's even possible with, you know, what I even thought was possible with WordPress, you know? Yeah, I think it's a great collaboration. Uh, and it's a great, I, I'm happy that Elementor is in, in, this, uh, in this mix because, People think that, okay, they're, they're going to use a page builder, they're going to use Elementor, it eliminates the need to, for code. But no, there's always going to be a need for developers to jump in when things, uh, when you need to develop something custom made or when you need to, to uh, fix things or, or make things faster. And that's just uh, highlights the, the, the level of cooperation because you can focus as, as a developer on, uh, you know, the, the really tests that, uh, that are uh, more in tune with your ability and don't need to fix things that are just, you know, make a, a headline bigger or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is such a, a large industry and market. Um, I think a lot of people, one of their first questions is, uh, you know, how do I get started? And, you know, how do I differentiate myself from everyone else? And that's hard in some areas. If you look at even, you know, here in the U.S., areas like L.A. and New York and, you know, a lot of other major towns, it's death by competition. You can throw yeah. a Frisbee and you'll hit a web design studio, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a developer, you know, everyone um, should always value what they have to offer and their skill set and their experience. But the question becomes, how do I monetize it? How do I make a living out of this? And how do I really get out there? And for me, that realization came with the elementary community because it was the first time where I saw for any plugin or theme, the level of response that 
Kamika Generate. It was basically its own support system. <laughs> yeah. It, it was genius. And, you know, um, I'm not sure when, if you remember when Otterbox first came out, they made a massive shift where they shifted their customer service to Twitter. And it was one of those moments where it was this beautiful merging of social media and using it for community support. And I'll be frank, you know, other than the Elements community and maybe a couple other ones, I primarily use Facebook to log into other apps. Um, I'll be the first one to say I'm not really necessarily proud of that, but that's what it kind of evolved to me. I, I'm now loving Instagram a lot more for engagement and stuff like that. But really, that's kind of what redefined the standard of support for me. And what I look for in a page builder and any plugin is uh, it's kind of set the standard for me, really. Yeah. When, when we built the, the community, it was kind of... Uh, uh... It was based on intuition. We felt that uh, the community made WordPress great. And I think uh, it wasn't necessarily backed by any uh, data. But the things we see now that are happening, I mean, at first it wasn't a real ecosystem because mostly uh, people who were in there were, uh, you know, the early adopters. So it wasn't a very varied mix. But now it's, you know, 35, over 35,000 people, you get really an ecosystem of people of all levels that help each other. So you put up the content and people see it and get value from it. And then when they need it, they know to, to come to you when they need the uh, services that are related to, you know, optimization and, uh, and the sorts. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a topic that I uh, even address with a lot of our clients. Cause we, you know, as we talk about website design and what framework we're going to use, uh, inevitably there's always that question of, you know, how much do we tell the client? And I'll say with our agency, we're really proud to be fully transparent on what tools we use because, and our reasoning is this, you know, when I tell the client and they always ask, well, how easy is it to edit my content? And I tell them, you know, when it comes to editing content and what framework to use, we looked at a, a large variety of factors, but ultimately came down to support and the amount of tutorials and resources mm -hmm. out there. And by all means, it's, you know, Elementor is definitely out, you know, one of the top out there right now for us. And you guys have a library of YouTube videos and all awesome all space, you know? Yeah, we, we really put effort in it, this. So when you started two years ago, did you start off with Elementor right away or did you find it uh, later? You know, I was already actually familiar with um, Elementor and I, it was one of the frameworks that we had used for a variety of client projects when we first started up. And we use other page builders for different things. And that's the beautiful thing about WordPress is, is you have the flexibility you know, you'll have a, a variety of client types. So there's some people that are just like, this is why I'm hiring you. I don't care how to edit my site. So whatever framework you want to use, go for it. Um, I don't care if it's a manually coded HTML site, you know. Um, and, and so for us, we had to standardize the number of tools that we're using because mm -hmm. I wanted to cut down on how many different frameworks were, you know, that were out there. Um, ultimately for us, I wanted to streamline what we were focusing on as a company. And Elementor was a big part of that. It, it helped boil us like, it was like 12 different systems and frameworks down to like three. Yeah. Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the, the impact on your workflow, would you say, is the, mostly the re reduction in plugins or? Uh... I would say it, it's, there's, it's like threefold, right? So one, it's, it's the amount of time saved in designing the website. Even when it comes to prototyping and wireframing a site, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's super easy, but then also when it comes down to support. So ultimately after you deploy the website for a client, uh, and now you have, let's say 50, a hundred clients that you're, you know, maintaining or helping out on a, you know, as needed basis, 
how do we minimize the number of times that they have to contact you for a simple question? Because the longer they wait for an answer for a simple question, they're going to feel like you kind of abandoned them with the framework. And, and you know, that's when the relation goes sour. Yeah. So uh, it helped us on the support side too, because there's a lot of videos that were available where instead of me being on the phone with that client and you know, times this by 50 clients uh, answering how to add a particular page to their site, there's a video on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's now there's thousands of them and I can yeah. just show them specifically with Elementor and in other page, but whatever, uh, how to do it visually and uh, just have them refer to that. I would say across the past three or four months, across thousands of chats, this has saved us just like thousands of hours uh, alone. It's, it's big. Definitely. And, and nowadays, how do, what are the most uh, successful channels that, uh, that you find uh, clients? Obviously, we spoke about the community. Yeah, the community is definitely a big one. Um, it was really the realization of what we need to focus on in terms of content generation. And then for us too, uh, SEO uh, is a big thing. And um, also just the fact that we're 24-7, right? Just the fact that uh, we're around and available. It leaves us open to a lot of agency referrals. It opened us up to a global audience because people are in different time zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah, was a really your, cool... In your portfolio, I saw a lot of uh, international projects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was on accident. That, that happened because of WordPress 5.0 when it came out. I started getting pinged by people in different countries and I'd realized, oh, wow, it's like noon at, you know, in their country right now and they just updated to WordPress 5.0. That's the thing is it's, WordPress is global. So it doesn't matter where you are. When your web, website crashes, it crashes. And now you have to try to figure out how do I get it fixed? So that's either going to be your, through your existing developer or that's going to be uh, you going to you know, somewhere online to try to find that. I'm just curious. So you, you, get, you get a call, you get a new client, a new prospect. How do you sell Elementor to them? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, ultimately, I love giving people options. I, want, I, I listen to what their needs are. And I think that's more the bartender side of me. Um, I like to really listen to what they're trying to tell me that they're trying to accomplish for their business, right? And I think Elementor is not even really something that I have to sell. What, what I do is I present them with the framework. I show them the community. I show them, you know, I give them a tour of all the features. And by the time I walk them through that, they love it. So it's not something that I've naturally had to go out my way to sell. And I'll also augment that with, you know, the nature of what we do with the rapid support, their existing websites. So a lot of them are already existing Elementor users. They just don't necessarily have to fix certain things. And that's kind of my sweet spot because even our websites, it's built in Elementor. So my entire team is familiar with it and it just, it makes sense for us. Yeah. I think uh, you mentioned an important point about support. I think that more and more even web designers are coming to understand that if and this is a point not to not only for elementor but for wordpress in general uh, where you think about this issue let's say uh, um, uh, these times that are more hectic like the holidays if your site is uh, let's say you know has a has an issue is down for some reason and you need that uh, fast support you need that fast care and you need you need to find a developer for for a cms that is other than wordpress 
you know, good luck to you because yeah. WordPress is like uh, 33% and growing of the, of the internet. So it's really hard yeah. to find developers to help you. That means your site can be down on the holidays or any other time of the year. And that could be devastating to a website. So if you're, I think if you're a, a responsible web designer or marketer or whatever, you need to choose WordPress even for that reason alone, you know? Absolutely. When it comes down to frameworks that you use, you want to go with something that is used by tons of people and that's super well supported. Um, and, you know, I think I discussed with you previously, one of my big realizations with WordPress and even with Elementor, right? So it's really easy for us as designers and developers to think as WordPress, uh, to, to think of WordPress and Elementor as a product. Um, but in actuality, it's a community. So um, I didn't realize this until, you know, I finally started helping with translations with WordPress.org. And um, I finally got, you know, our 24-7 support plugin approved by WordPress, which that was an endeavor. I'm not sure if I just got cursed with the hardest code grader in WordPress history, but um, that was a learning experience as well. And it actually instilled, uh, like, actual confidence in me in the platform mm -hmm. that there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people actively contributing the framework and these are volunteers they are donating their own time to do this and it was very inspiring right and so with elementor you guys aren't just a page builder but you created in a sense a whole new industry right definitely uh, yeah you'll have tons of people with elementor sites needing elementor help and now with this community you have tons of people that are experienced elementor users and developers and designers that can help with that. So in a, in a, in a way, you guys have 20 million installs or I'm not, what's the latest it's number going, now? It's going there. Uh, it's, uh, it's 2 million. Two, okay, 2 million, sorry. <laughs> um, 2 million active installs, I mean, that's massive, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just been mind-boggling to see all this. It's... Uh, so, yeah, so tell us more about uh, your plugin. Yeah, so... You know, like I told you back in December, that's when our company made a shift into what we wanted to focus on. We realized the market need for us and what we, what we found emotionally rewarding was not selling contracts anymore. We, that was kind of the bane of my existence. And um, that, you know, luck, it was a good problem to have. We had a lot of leads coming in, mm -hmm. but with that, you had, we then had to fil you know, worry about how to filter them. And I found most of my time just reading over and writing proposals. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a hard grind too, especially yeah. when you're in a saturated competitive market. Uh, ultimately, you either have to really distinguish yourself and become an expert in that matter, um, or it's a race to the bottom price-wise. You have to compete against the other thousands of uh, you know, agencies in your area. But I noticed so a, a weak point is even with all these people and all these agencies, and you think about the number of web design agencies across the world, you know, in December when that hit, half of them weren't available because it was, you know, it was Christmas time and naturally, you know, we're all enjoying, you know, Christmas vacation. And that, that, that was kind of a, a flag for me to, to look at. So I, I realized right away for us as a company, the easiest way for us to become available to the masses in terms of distribution is to make us available through the repository. And, and so that was kind of the next project for us. And we finally got it approved. It was just what, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and since then, it's already got, what, over 113? It's cute. It's like 100 and some installs. Not anything massive, but for us, our goal is over the next year to really grow that. And, and, and our what goal is... 
Yeah, what does the plugin exactly do? <laughs> yeah, so it's called the Sprouter Web Plugin. Um, it provides 24-7 basic WordPress chat support to whoever installs it. So as soon as you install it, it doesn't bloat your front end. On the back end of your dashboard, you'll have access to pretty much 24-7 chat support. If you just have a question about WordPress, or if you just don't know how to make that change in Elementor, we're available. And then, we, of course, we do have premium uh, plans available as well. So that, those will include daily backups and security scans and, on, and all the bells and whistles. But ultimately, the goal of you know, this framework is we want to make a movement to where this level of chat support, the same thing that this community does for elementary users, we want it to be available across all WordPress users because there's a lot of users out there that just don't have access to a developer even. Uh, and we want to be able to be there to help them out. That's amazing, uh, Charles. And I, I do plan to get back to you and see how, you, how you're growing. I, I, I'm sure it's going to, to evolve in the next years. And uh, yeah, it's been fun uh, talking to you. Uh, how can people reach you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys can reach me at either uh, our website at sproutedweb.com. You can reach out to me on Instagram, just uh, at Cotender on Instagram. Um, and then you can also email me, charles at sproutedweb.com at any time um, if you guys have any questions. Great. Uh, you have a great uh, attitude. And uh, also, you kind of make these business de- decisions that we talked about seem easy, which is uh, it's not for a lot of people, but I guess you have uh, talent for that. So thanks for uh, being here. And thank you for everyone who listened. Be sure to subscribe to our uh, newsletter and to this podcast. And thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.